0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined today, as always, by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello everybody. He is in Pennsylvania. I'm in the wonderful state of South Dakota. And we have some very interesting things to talk about and discuss today. But first, of course, we always want to prompt you as the audience to send us some emails. Let us know what your thoughts are about some of the things we've been discussing on the show. Um, if you have current event topics that you'd like to hear us talk about and, and get our opinions and perspectives on, um, you can do that by sending them to our email. Send it to uh, trdshow at protonmail.com. We want to hear some of your thoughts. Also, check out our show website, which is trdshow.net, trdshow.net, the Reform show.net. Um also, we have a newsletter program, trdshow.net slash newsletter. Our mom runs that and just does a fantastic job of putting that together. All the content she puts together for that, the description, um, you definitely don't want to miss it. trdshow.net slash newsletter takes like 10 seconds to sign up. That number gets lower every time I say it. Go check it out. Um, it's If you're having issues signing up for it, let us know. You can go to the homepage of our show website and... You know, we've got a nice little form for you to fill out. So, um today's current events, Monday, as obvious, it's pretty apparent by the ties that both Jacob and I are wearing. Um, So, you know, we have to talk about current events whenever we put on a tie now. That's how this works. Mm-hmm. Or it's not the other way around. It's definitely the tie that means we have to talk about current right, events. Right, right, yeah. right. So, so if,
1: you, if you see us in person, you know. Right. If we don't, don't have ties on, we can't talk about yeah, current
0: events. Yeah, that's, that's the rule. I don't know. It's a psychological yeah. condition. We have yet to actually get a doctor to sign off on it, but we're this close. Yeah, it's it's in the works, so we'll let you know when that's finalized. Um. So today, we have kind of a collection, a hodgepodge of articles, and yes, they are unfortunate, and this is going to be a bit of a downer episode. Current event episodes tend to be that nowadays anyways, unfortunately, but... We will uh, go into a little bit more detail on some of them and hopefully you won't get too depressed. <laughs> um, but these are some things that are happening right now that you do need to be aware of and understand the biblical context for why these things are occurring, what it means for the state of our nation and what we can do, how we can fix this, how we can work towards a country where this is not happening. So we've got a lot to discuss today, so many things. Um, But first, we have to talk about our verse of the week. And our verse this week is Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 through 33. And it says, Do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. And again, that's Matthew chapter 6 verses 31 through 33. So this is a passage that we use a lot when we're discussing the kingdom of God. We did a three-part series a couple weeks back on the kingdom of God. And this statement from Christ is of the utmost importance. This is really important that Christians understand what is being described here. Don't be anxious about what you know what shall we eat what do we drink what do we wear you know worrying about the things of this world to the extent that that fills all your time because christ says seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you do what god has called you to do in this world devote yourself to that seeking the kingdom that's why we are kingdom oriented christians we should be seeking the kingdom of God first, and then these things will be added to us. So we shouldn't be putting ourselves making all of these things idols in our lives, you know, our food, our drink, what should we wear, you know, if it gets to the point that we have to put our children in a government school, because we're like, Oh, shoot, we can't have nice clothes. Then that's a problem. We're not seeking first the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is where families educate their children. And if we're not doing that on all levels individually in the family and the church and the civil government, then we're not seeking first the kingdom of God and we're actually going to notice there are going to be some issues in other aspects of our life. For instance, if we're holding back the tithe from a church because we're like, oh, we can't, we can't afford it. Well, you can afford 10% of your paycheck to go to the church. Yeah. You can definitely afford that. And if you can't afford 10% to God, things need to be reevaluated. You need to go to the church, ask for help so that you can be on your feet again, because that is not a stable condition for you to be in. If you listen to our Friday episode, we talked about being in debt, we talked about self-reliance. And if you can't provide 10% of your income to God, to the church, then you're not in a stable position. You're not self-reliant and you need to change some things. All of that is under the heading of Seeking First the Kingdom of God. There's so, so much there that we could talk about, and I really wish we had more time, but unfortunately, we don't, and we have to keep moving. But look up this verse. Look look further into it, and perhaps you'll find other insights and other perspectives on it, and we'd love to hear those. Um, Jake, anything you want to add to that verse recap before we move on?
1: I mean, I, I feel like it it harkens back to Second uh, Peter 3. Hmm. Uh, which says that, you know, God has given us all that we need for uh, life and godliness. Yeah. You know? So all of that has been given to us so we can focus on the job God has given us. So it can't be an excuse saying, yes. oh, but I need to think about this. I need to be doing this. Um. But God's like, no, I've I, you have all that. I will give <laughs> all that. Don't worry. Yes. Do what I've told you to do. Yep. Yep. So, absolutely. Yeah, good point.
0: Good point. So, moving into our current events, um, there are a couple different things that we want to discuss today. They're all under the same heading, and they aren't actually things that all happened this week, but there was a pattern. There is a pattern of crimes happening. And the first article is from 2017. Um, So, I'll just read the headline and go from there. The headline says 40 people watch teens sexual assault on Facebook live and do nothing. 40 people were watching this happen on Facebook live and did nothing. Um, the articles in the description, we won't go too much into the details of the case specifically, but definitely check that out in the description. Um, but the... Statement that Facebook made is intriguing. Facebook said, This is a hideous crime, and we do not allow this kind of content on Facebook. We take our responsibility to keep people safe on Facebook very seriously, and we'll remove videos that depict sexual assault and are shared to glorify violence. This was kind of intriguing to me that this was their perspective, that Facebook took the perspective of. Um, This is a crime, which is absolutely true. It is a horrifying crime. It's a hideous crime. Um, And then they're like, we don't allow this kind of content on Facebook. That's what they chose to focus on. Rather than addressing and acknowledging the fact that there's a deeper issue here. First, that people would commit these crimes so brazenly. Um, I mean, out in the public filming this crime happening so brazen they weren't at all ashamed of the fact that they were doing this they were just doing it outright and and broadcasting it to the internet that that's the first red flag
1: knowing that uh they would be you know captured by the police yeah you know yeah because they they see the faces you know they know the people who did it so now they're going to find them so it's it's not even that they're afraid of going to jail yeah yeah. Yeah, Which and, I mean it's like, you know, our our punishments have now are now meaning nothing. Mm. You know, our punishments don't have any weight. Yeah. I find that very interesting. You
0: mean well. they're not they're not afraid of the justice system. Right, exactly. Yeah. They don't fear the one who can take the take your life, right? Or the certainly one who can don't take take your feel soul.
1: The, fear the one who can take their life and their soul.
0: Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's step one. And well, actually, you know, we, we talk we talked about Romans thirteen a couple of weeks back, and one of the things is that they are to be a terror to evildoers. Like right. these people should be afraid of that. So yeah, you're totally right for bringing that up. That they're not afraid of that, which is intriguing. And there's some there's a problem when criminals aren't afraid of the civil government, like actual biblical criminals yeah, in the biblical sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, Facebook didn't address that at all, but that's just step one. Step two is that, I mean, so many people are just lining up to watch this. 40 people just watched this, just sat there and did nothing. It wasn't until after uh, the police found out in some other way that Someone mentioned something on Facebook days later was like, oh, yeah, this was a video on Facebook or something. Um, if you look in the article, there are more details on that. But it certainly wasn't someone who watched it and then reported it, which they should have done. Facebook is apologizing for allowing this content to remain on their, pla- on their platform. That's what they're apologizing for. When they should be saying there's a problem, we need to figure out why this is happening why this why this person is so brazen Uh, apparently their strategy is to cause these sorts of crimes by allowing pornography on their platform then attempt to completely detach themselves from the consequences that's what causes these crimes in the first place and now you're going to detach yourself i mean yet another reason this is a great example of why gab is better than facebook disgusting content that causes these kinds of crimes is banned entirely from Andrew Torba's platform. He doesn't allow this kind of content on his platform, which is what all platforms that truly want to prevent these crimes from happening, all platforms should be doing that, but they're not. So that's a huge problem right there. Um, okay. So that's from 2017. I have two more. There's two more articles. Jake, did you have another article that was also from 2017 or that was from an earlier date? Or is yours from this year? I know that you had one you were going to discuss. I don't
1: use an article.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, there was another article that we had. Uh, maybe we'll put it in the description below. But it was also, I think, from 2017. And a similar crime of a different... Actually, what's similar is that it was also filmed uh, or, or live streamed starting to sound like I'm from the 60s or something, who um, was live streamed to Facebook Live and people just watched it without any remorse, without any sort of, um, you know, scruples whatsoever, morality. Uh, 2022. And there's a reason that this kind of came up on our radar. One of our um, our mom actually found a lot of these sorts of articles and brought them to our attention Um, and this was actually from this year, um, this event, this crime happened and caused us to do a little bit more research into, well, how long has this been going on? Um, so this year, this, this previous week, there was a Memphis gunman, um, and the headline is Memphis gunman Ezekiel Kelly, who live streamed shooting rampage killed four people, according to the police, excuse me. And that happened, Uh, Last week. Prior to the shooting um, that he live streamed, this guy had been going around Memphis shooting at random people all day. This was kind of just, he was going on a shooting spree. I think he started at like one in the morning. They didn't catch up to him until nine at night. Um, From the description of his actions, it sounded like he was acting out some violent video game. I mean, the sorts of video games that are. Now I really sound like I'm from the 60s. The sorts of video games that are prominent today are of the violent variety. The top video games are the most violent ones. That's what most video gamers like to do is to put themselves in those situations where it's virtual and they're not technically harming someone, but it leads to these kinds of actions. I mean, if you follow the story and you follow him around what he was doing the actions he was taking it sounds like something out of grand theft auto right he literally stole sh- shot a woman just so that he could take her car and drive off with it um just to get to another place to randomly shoot people so adding to this when he got to an AutoZone store and started live streaming he started out by saying something to the effect of this isn't fake this is for real just to, to get all of those um you know, extra points that, hey, I'm actually killing people, or I'm actually brazen enough to walk into a store with a gun and and harm people. This is despicable, what he did. And I'll leave it to you to read the rest of the article, because I certainly don't want to go into all the details. Um, Because it's not necessary. We get get the gist of the, the heinous actions that have occurred here. But the really sickening part of this is that he live streamed this despicable... Act to Facebook for the likes and the attention. He did it so that people would like his content. Um, and what really stood out to me during this whole rampage was the lack of people with guns of their own who could have prevented this. They could have stopped this murderer from continuing his shooting spree at one in the morning during the first um, you know, at the first victim. If they had a gun. Could have prevented this. This is just yet another example of when you aren't prepared for these things, which is why when we talked about self reliance last week, we weren't saying that was a bad thing. But what we were saying is that you don't want that to remove you from society, right? So you being prepared and being ready to defend yourself is not a bad thing. It becomes an idol when that's all you do and you're always looking around and you're always nervous and you're always on guard and you can't actually talk to people, empathize with them, and appreciate human beings as human beings, right? But there should be a level of self-preparedness that you should be ready to defend yourself against these sorts of things. Biblically speaking, I mean, when, I think it was during the um, account of when Christ told the apostles to go to the surrounding towns And preach the gospel and warn them that judgment was coming. He said, They're not going to treat you well. Get a sword, sell the shirt off your back if you have to, get a weapon, defend yourself, right? You need to be able to defend yourself. Um, So that's a very biblical thing. But no one else stopped him. No one else Mm. stood up to this person the way that they should have. Um, And so allowed this to continue. And there are many other instances of this happening. These were just a few um, that we decided to to pull up and bring up on the show to to share. Um, But people committing despicable crimes and live streaming them to social media. And worse than that, people just sitting there and watching it happen. Um, And I'll be getting a little bit more into desensitization and and how that relates to the judgment of a nation a little bit later but Jake was there anything that you wanted to um, add under the add under this category before I, I moved on
1: <clears throat> uh, yeah and I mean you know you've you're bringing up this this fact that I really wanted to focus on you you've brought it up multiple times and even explaining that the problem right, of these things is not that, you know, it is that, yes, these violent acts are happening. But even more so, I think the problem is, is that these people have an audience. The people committing mm. these crimes yeah. have an audience. Yep. Um, our, our culture has lost itself to Romans 1 ideology. Yes. Uh, that we are losing even the most basic of moral principles, yep. right? Yep. Is murder wrong? We're losing that, um, but I wanted to bring up two examples, right? One being an older example, and and this would be the Roman gladiator battles, right, inside Ooh, the Colosseum. Good example. Yeah. Um, people yep. went to these these things that would happen, right, where they would just kill people randomly. Yep. For fun, people would sit there laugh you know at at these sorts of heinous acts right and and i and I think deep down it it feeds their sin nature right oh absolutely um, yep. <clears throat> but however, another more recent example uh is that of squid game hmm the- yeah. show that was so violent yet. Yet people loved it, and actually, and actually, let me clarify that Christians loved it. Mm. Yeah. So Which th- is the is saddest not, part of this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is not just a problem with the um unsaved. Yeah. This is the problem with the Christians, and uh, a verse to kind of like show the problem w- with this, right? in. You know, because people can say, especially with the Squid Game example, they can say, "Well, it's just a show." You know, we're we're not doing this in real life. First of all, you know, all these articles, it's like, yes, this is happening. But yeah. second of all, even if it's on a show, even if you're playing violent video games and stuff like that, this is still a problem. Yep. You look at Philippians four eight, which says. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Yeah. He's saying that, you know, think about the things that are good, honorable, just, pure. Don't think about the bad things. Don't think about um, killing and stuff like that. Yeah. No, yeah. That's an obvious one, but not so obvious, actually.
0: Yeah. Focus but on the good. But think about the good
1: things. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. One
0: of the best ways to fight against sin in your life is to focus on the good, to fill your life with good, to not leave empty time for yourself to do evil, but fill it with good instead. Focus on the good, just like that right. passage is, is talking about. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, anything else you wanted to add before I moved on?
1: Nope. Nope. Okay. I know what you're moving into and I think it sets you up perfectly. I think.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was really good to, to bring to light. And you know, one of the most concerning parts of this is that, People are becoming increasingly desensitized to a whole host of sins. Violence against their neighbors is just one of the more recent ones on the list, but it's certainly at the top of the list. And this is not something that God takes lightly. Uh, Genesis chapter six, verses eleven through thirteen. We're actually going through the um, Canon Press. I think it's Canon Press. Canon Canon Plus, maybe. Um, canon Plus. Yeah. The Bible Challenge uh, Bible reading challenge, which is a really great, um, uh, program. We might link it in the description below. If, if you're looking for that link, it's, we can send it your way. Um, but we are reading through Genesis and then also the book of John. And so, um, this came up this week and I was like, Oh wow, this is perfectly, perfectly uh, capitulates what we're discussing here. So I'll just read this Genesis 11, uh, Genesis 6, 11 through 13. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and the earth was filled with violence and God saw the earth and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh for, here's his reasoning for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. So what was God's primary reasoning for the flood? What was the biggest reason he had to regret that he made human beings in his image and created us in the first place was rampant violence, wanton violence like this. Uh, Ezekiel 7.23 says, the land is full of bloody crimes and the city is full of violence and that's describing one of the major issues, um, and one of the major issues that comes up repeatedly throughout God's description of why He judged Israel so harshly. It was their propensity for violence. I mean, if you just look throughout the Old Testament, all the places in the book of Isaiah, throughout Ezekiel, throughout Jeremiah, throughout so many books discussing why Israel was destroyed first, the first time and the second time, why they had to go um, into exile the first time and then were completely destroyed in 70 AD the second time, a second judgment on them. Um, all of that occurred from various reasons, but one of the most repeated and top of the list items was their propensity for violence. So violence and murder are included among the atrocities that nations, that they commit when they turn from God they're doomed to commit these things when they turn from God it's a judgment from God Romans chapter 1 verse 29 says they were filled with all manner of unrighteousness evil covetousness, malice they are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. All of those things occur when a nation turns its back on God and is under judgment from God. This is a direct result of that. Violence like this has been around for thousands of years, going all the way back to Genesis 4. Um, And reading through the account of Cain and Abel, we see the gravity and level of importance God places on staying away from violence. God said in verse 10 that the voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And then we also see the descendants of this violent man, Cain, inherited that same violence. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 23, we see a descendant of Cain, who says, "I just murdered another man," and then he keeps on going, like <laughs> just "murdered a man, bloody, bloody, blah." This is something that his Cain's inheritance inherited from him was this, this, this blood, this thirst for blood. Um, and I, I thought that was fascinating. The language, you know, God said, "The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground." That I mean, what other sin can that be said for? That the voice of your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. This is clearly something that God takes very seriously. And all of this is to say that rampant violence in a nation is a clear sign of God's judgment on us. Romans chapter 1 is great evidence of that. And it indicates that God has given the nation up to itself to do what our wicked hearts desire. We're only going to see more of this until the churches wake up up. We're only going to see more of this. That's why now more than ever, we should be praying and working for a reformation in our churches. That's why we're reading through Mother Kirk on our Wednesday episodes, because Doug Wilson in that book is describing what a church that's been reformed, that's gone back to the way, the truth and the light, that's gone back to the word of God, what that church looks like. So that when your church isn't doing that, when it doesn't match that description, you can label it as the problem, the source of this. Call them out on it and either fix it or leave. Call them out for bringing this nation under judgment with their actions. And hope and pray that they repent and change. Because until churches wake up and start preaching to their congregation, the whole counsel of God, and start going and making disciples of all nations, this will continue we, until this nation is destroyed, until it turns into like another Rome, until it crumbles from the inside out like it is right now. It's crumbling. This is, it doesn't get any more obvious. From every judgment possible listed throughout the Old Testament on a nation that God is going to destroy is occurring right now in America. Our gold has become has filled with dross. Our gold, our monetary system is virtually useless. It's crumbling. There is murder. There is theft. There is violence. There is every type of crime imaginable, and it's been cranked up to an 11. Because of our churches and because of churchgoers who don't examine the churches they're going to and move if they need to. Because a church needs a tithe to operate, that's how you vote. in a in a in a state in a in the United States of America, you vote with your feet. You get out of your state that you're in, your communistic state, <coughs> looking at you, Pennsylvania, and you move to a state that is not that way. It's the same way with churches. They will continue doing what they're doing until they're called out on the carpet. Until you talk to your pastor, tell him. And show him from the word of God how he is not preaching the whole counsel of God. And if he still won't listen, then take your money, take the tithe, and go elsewhere. Tithe to a different church that is. Find another church that is. Well, there's so much more I could say on this. um, And it, it is a bit of a downer. But I hope that this last chunk of time, it gives you a spark of hope. Because there's a path forward here. We're not locked into this judgment, defeat, necessarily. There is a path forward as faithful Christians for us. But it involves us taking some action. It involves us going to our pastors. It involves us finding a church that is preaching the whole counsel of God. And then living our lives by that standard. The standard being the word of God. By homeschooling our children. By ensuring that we're helping to take care of the poor so the civil government doesn't have to. And so many other things we just don't have time to get into. Check out our three-part series on the kingdom of God. If you're curious about more of those practical applications, we talked a lot more about that in those three videos, but we are out of time. Jake, is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap up today? Nope. Okay. No. All right, cool. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Um, sorry about the slight depressing tone today, but I think this topic needed to be discussed, practical application needed to be made, and hopefully this will spur some of you to action. Um, we'd love to hear from you though. Send us an email at at trdshowatprotonmail.com. If you have any questions, suggestions, or you just want to talk about... Uh, what you were thinking during listening to our episode today. Don't forget, please like this video or this content um, just so that we know you watched it. We really appreciate that. And it really helps the show grow. Share it if you can. We'd love for you to share this episode. Subscribe to us. We'd appreciate that as well. Go to our website, trdshow.net and check out all the many platforms we're on. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Gab and Getter. Definitely Getter. Getter is a cool platform, but absolutely follow us on Gab and uh again thanks so much for watching and we will see you on our wednesday episode and remember everyone in all that you do do it as unto the lord